Now, I wanted just to bring a quick message because I know we've been a while. We're out in the sunshine, some of us, others are in the shade. And I want to use a visual today to encourage you if you're a parent or if you're just a part of church community and not yet a parent or you've been a parent and your children have grown up. But when we look at our kids, we've got to answer the question, does Jesus want us to disciple the children as well as the adults? Give me a wave if you think he does. Because one of our missions, if not our main mission in family church, is found in Matthew 28 verse 19, where Jesus speaks to his people and he says this, go into all the world and make disciples of every person. We know baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, that's a big commission, isn't it? Go into all the world and make disciples. Again, my question to you today, if you're not a child, if you're not a youth, if you're grown up a little bit older than that today, like me, is did Jesus include the children and the young people when he said that statement? Was Jesus saying, oh no, go after those who are a little bit older, those who are 20 plus? I don't believe he did. I believe that in our going and our desire to help people understand God's way of living, which is kingdom life, it's a perfect way of living, Jesus wants us to include and celebrate the children and young people and help them to come his way. How many people know we've got God's way of living and then we've got what's not God's way of living? So God's way of living, what's not God's way of living? What does Jesus say to us about the young people? Stuart referred to it already. Stuart, the pre ounsonator has, has said it once already. But let me read to you from Matthew 19, 14. Now, this is a moment where Jesus is talking to some of the older people and they were sitting listening. And all of a sudden, all the children started to rush at Jesus. They started to rush at Jesus. But the disciples, they thought they were helping. But the disciples began to stop the children coming to Jesus. The disciples must have thought, no, this is for older people. This is for 18 plus. But when Jesus saw the disciples acting like bodyguards and stopping the children come to Jesus, Jesus changed the tone of his voice. And he said this. It says, then the little children were brought to Jesus to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked and told off those that were bringing them. But Jesus said, let the children come to me and never hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And then, can you guard my Bible for me? Thank you. Now, Jesus said, don't stop the kids coming. Don't stop the young people coming to me. Because this is for them as much as it's for anyone. But what we've got to understand is whether we're a kids church worker, a parent, a grandparent, someone who's a part of the household of faith. We've all got a responsibility to do everything we can to help our children and our young people be pulled in God's direction. Can somebody give me a, a, an agreement? 
It's not the job of kids pastors. It's not the job of, of, of any pastor on Sunday. It's everyone's job. Now, Jesus is saying, let the children, encourage the children, help the children, never stop the children. That's the children and the young people. Help them to be pulled in my direction. Now, I've got a rope here today because, like I said, I'm not going to speak long. I'm going to use something visual. But the last time I did it, Zach Lockwood was actually 16 years old. So it's been a while. And I want you to see that our young people and our children are living in a moment right now where there's so much pressure upon them. Everybody hear me? Don't be distracted by things happening behind the tent. Our kids and our young people are living in a generation where there's so much pressure on them not to go God's way. Not to go God's way. To go another way. A way that feels good. A way that makes them happy for a moment but destroys them later on. But we've also got in this generation God who's saying, help the children. Help the young people to come and be pulled in my direction because my way and my plan for their life is a better plan. It's the best plan. There's no plan that's better than mine. But we need to do two things. Somebody say two. Number one, we need to wise up. Number two, we need to team up. Now, number one, what do I mean by wise up? The world can be a pretty rotten place. Come on. Things have changed even when I went to school 30-something years ago or more. Things have changed. When we let our children out of the front door, when we let our children go to school, when we let our children um, just begin to build their lives in this world, in this country, they're being exposed and influenced to things that have got nothing to do with God. It's like a spirit in this world is trying to get our kids and pull them away from God, pull them away from his love, pull them away from his plans, pull them away from his... We've got to understand, we've got to wise up that things were bad when I was a kid. Things were bad when I was a young person and they haven't got any better. They haven't got any more moral. They haven't got any more understanding of authority, who God is and what is right. So we've got to wise up. If you're a parent, a grandparent, we've got to wise up that our kids, our young people are awesome. But there's a pull on their life constantly to be pulled away from God pulled away from Jesus, pulled away from God's way of living, God's plans. But the good news is we still have a Jesus who's very much alive. And he speaks to us, parents, grandparents, church family. No, come on. If the world is trying to pull away from me, you help them be pulled towards me. Does that make sense? So we've got to wise up to what our kids are living with. But we've also got to team up. It's everyone's job to help the children of Family Church 
and the young people of Family Church be pulled towards Jesus. Now, here's my visual, all right? Now, I'm going to need a couple of things here. This is kind of a middle of a rope. Can everyone see me there? Everyone see me here? All right. I need about three or four cute, well-behaved children. Cute, well-behaved. Now, I want about three or four. Come on, send you, send. If you think your kid is cute and well-behaved, send them out to me. Come on, ever so quickly. Oh, here comes one. He's cute and well-behaved. Definitely, definitely. Okay, that'll do. Stop, stop, stop. All you guys, come in, come in, come in, come in. Group it. No, stop. That's enough now. That's enough. You all look beautiful. Oh, well, come on. You're too cute. Come on. Now, group harder in the middle here, all right? Group around, and I want you to hold the rope together. Can everyone see over here? Can everybody see over here? Now, I need you to snuggle in more. I need you to really snuggle in. I was expecting like two. So snuggle in, group in, group in, group in. Come in, come in a bit more, a bit more, a bit more, a bit more. Now, what I'm talking today isn't a tug of war. It's a tug of love. But if we love our children, if we love our young people, every one of us need to do everything we can to be pulling them towards God. Because we understand that there's many influences in their life. Now, Russell, come over here. I want you to begin to introduce some things that are on your kids' life every minute of the day. Not when they go to school, every minute. Because of social media, every minute of the day. What's some of the pressures? Introduce some of the pressures. Peer pressure. Let's welcome peer pressure, even though we don't want him. Peer pressure. When they go to school, their friends that don't know God are putting pressure on them continually to change the way they live. Peer pressure is a reality. The kids that your kids go to school with, your young people hang out with, if they don't know Jesus, they're not going to be helping your kids be pulled towards Jesus. Who else, Russ? Social media. Let's hear it for social media. We don't really want him, but we'll welcome him anyway. So not only are your kids being pulled away from God when they're with certain friends, but when they're on their phone, when they're on their gadgets, when they're on social media platforms. You've got to see this. We've got to wise up. There's a constant pressure on your children and young people trying to pull them away from Jesus. Who else we got, Russ? Advertising. Come on, advertising is trying to convince your children that they're not good enough, that they lack, that there's nothing they've got. Now, that's kind of a newspaper dressed up there. Advertising. When your kids get magazines, the magazines say, this is what body size you should be. This is how much you weigh. This is what's cool. This is what's accepted. This is what's okay in today's world. But a lot of those requirements ruin children's lives. So we've got peer pressure, social media, advertising campaign. Who else, Russ? Crazy teachers. Yeah, that had to be Stuart. That had to be Stuart. 
Now, what do I mean by crazy teachers? You'll be glad to know if you're a teacher, we don't think all teachers are crazy. But teachers that teach evolution over creation really are. Now, I'm not saying that there's stuff in school that shouldn't be taught. There's loads of stuff that needs to be taught in school. And we thank God for teachers. Can somebody say amen? We thank God for our teachers. But sometimes when you send your kids to school, they're not just learning math and geography. They're being taught about things like evolution, what's right morally, what's correct today in sexuality. Come on, don't look at me like that. Now, I'm not saying that teachers are bad. I'm saying that we've got to wise up concerning some of the things that are being taught in school and college that has nothing to do with Jesus Christ or the way he wants us to live. Now, we could feel this side. Anyone else, Russ? Oh, TV and movies. Come on again. This is 24 hours a day. They can turn on a movie. They can go to the cinema. And again, many of the movies aren't bad, but there's a lot of movies out there that are bad. There's a lot of movies on Netflix and on the cinema that contain something of it saying, live this way, even though it's not God's way. Now, the thing that breaks my heart is caught in the middle are gorgeous, precious children made in the image of God. To know God and to live in his ways. We wise there's a pulling for them. The devil wants them over in his side. The devil wants to kill, steal and destroy. He'll use social media, peer pressure, advertising, um, some wrong teaching in, in education, cinema. Anyone else, Russ? Pop culture. Oh, my. What's going to... Oh, my. Oh, my. Pop culture. Come out here, pop culture. Give us a spin. You know that's what you live for. Come out here, pop culture. These guys can't see you. Pop culture. And again, some songs are nice, but the lyrics of songs can be anti-God, anti-parent, anti-love, anti-life. Try and encourage kids that their lives don't matter and their lives have no value. We've got to understand that, thank you, pop culture, that's enough. We've got to understand, I just want to say that all these outfits belong to Russell Line. In case you're wondering. Are you beginning to get the point, church? That we've got precious kids and young people. And Jesus said, pull the children and the young people to me. But we've got to wise up and understand that every moment, not when they leave their home, if they've got a phone, every moment. When they've got watching TV, every moment, there's a pressure on that's trying to pull them away from God. Anyone else, Russ? Gaming. Gaming. Here he comes. Gary Gaming. Paula Pop. Michael Movie. Tony Teacher. I've run out of names. Anyway, you're getting the point. Gaming. What are they being exposed to in gaming? Is killing people right? Because apparently you get points. Is stealing stuff right? Well, apparently you may tell them in the kitchen that it's not, but gaming's telling them it is. And now they can even join up. Hey, gaming, why don't you hang out? Hey, gaming, why don't you hang out with peer pressure? 
come inside and hang out with peer pressure. Because often peer pressure enables gaming to be something that's normal in young people's lives. But the things that they're doing on the games are not normal. They're not good. They're not holy. I'm not talking about building blocks made of different colours. Stand with me. I'm talking about some of the dark stuff. The stuff that, the stuff that shouldn't be. Is there anyone else back there, Russ? Sports heroes and clubs. That's a Portsmouth shirt. Again, there's nothing wrong with sport. But some of the times, the influence that can come through them can be used by an enemy that has an agenda to pull against them. Now, I want to do something. Kids, are you strong here? All right. Are you strong? Hey, okay. Hold the rope. I'm going to let you tug a war. Ready? And I want you to give it everything you got. Don't be nice. These things that we're talking about aren't nice. All right? Going to go for three seconds. One, two, three. Tug. Stop. They don't stand a chance. They don't stand a chance. On their own, they don't stand a chance. But hey, it's okay. Don't worry. On Sunday, you bring your kids to church and put them in kids' church. So let's hear it for kids' church. Come on, Debbie. Here's our answer. Now, bearing in mind, I could have put a lot more people on this side. Can anyone see the problem? I can preach it, but maybe you won't see it. Can anyone see the problem with this picture? We've got one person for an hour on Sunday trying to get your kids put in the direction of Jesus. My the other side are pulling constantly. So what's the answer? The answer is it's not the church's responsibility to disciple your children. It's yours as well. We will do our best. Now, again, that could be CC and youth group. I'm talking about sometimes we, 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 we just drop our kids at youth thinking that's all they need to be pulled towards God. It's one hour. It's two hours. It's not enough to something that's 24 hours a day. So what I want to put to you is we need to level this out a little bit. Now, don't get wrong. Jesus is the anchor. So we're good. But what we need to do is we need to say, hey, Debbie, sorry for trying to make you do everything. We're going to step up. So what we need is some parents. So we've got a couple of parents. Dan, you're a good parent. Go on, imagine this guy on that side. Come on. Get on that side and help Children's Church. Oh, come on. Come on, Ben. Get on there and help Kids Church. Come on, Dunks. All parents that care about this stuff. Anyone getting the point today? Just shuffle the kids a lot a bit. Come on, I want some parents. I want some church community that haven't got children. But you say children matter. Children's lives matter. If you're a parent, I want you. Hey, kid. Oh, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. If you care about kids living God's way. It doesn't matter if you haven't got kids. In church community, you can be encouraging them. We got a plan this year for family church. 
We're going to say, yes, Jesus, we're going to pull the children towards you. It's not a man thing. It's not a woman thing. It's we care about our kids and our young people. We're wising up and understanding the world that they're living in. And we're saying it's not good enough to leave it to them because they're not strong enough. How are we doing? You on there as well, Adrian? Oh, come on. Hey, just shuffle forward a little bit. Has anyone here not got kids anymore and you say, I just don't want to see kids ruined? Maybe you've never had children, but you're getting the point of this. Come and join us. This isn't just about parents. This isn't just about kids' church workers. This isn't just about youth. Come on, you've got a part to play in this. When you see a child, you've got to say, come on, go God's way. Come on, let's get some muscle over here. Hey, join in with the kids. Love that plan. You've had it. It's coming. You know it's coming. There's a storm. Not yet, not yet, not yet. This is turning out better than I thought in my mind earlier. This is working. Now, I've got a question. I've got a question for you guys. Are you going to do it kind of casually, like, yeah, or you're not? Do you want to see the kids learn about God? All right. Should we get this on? Even the kids are saying we're in. You guys are so at it, it's ridiculous. All right, I'm fine of who the kids are going to be pulled towards. We're going to count this down from three to one. You ready? You ready, baddies? You ready, goddies? One, two, three. Oh, all the children are going God's way. All the children are going God's way. All our kids, even they're getting saved. Even these guys are getting saved. We had a couple of injuries there. Parents just get on them and love them back to better. The actors are a round of applause and Russ for his uniforms. Well done. You're not really baddies. You're good people pretending. All right. Hey, let me ask you this. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Did anyone get the point? No, that's not good enough. Did anyone get the point? See, we're going to wise up and understand the pressure on our children and our young people. Living in a fallen world, working out for themselves who God is. But we're not going to leave it just to the children's church pastors. We're not going to leave it to Natalie and the kids team workers. Parents, it's time to step up. I'm speaking as a parent of five that didn't always get it right, but I've always tried my best. Parents, ask your kids what they learn on Sunday when they come home. Parents, Pray with your children in the morning. Pray with your children in the evening. Parents, read the Bible with your kids. Help them to begin to understand how awesome Jesus is. He's not a religion. He's a person. You see, I love our kids team, but what could happen? I know some parents are, but I also know some parents aren't yet. It's time to step up, parents, and realize the pressure on our kids. 
and begin to pull kids workers to our kids come God's way. If we do this now, you won't visit them in rehab later. Did you not like that? If we do this now, you won't visit them in prison later. Well, it's early. I can't get them to church today. I'm tired. All I can say is a parent who's had five kids and the youngest one's 13. Make the effort. Make the effort. Pull your kids towards Jesus now. And then later, you won't be wishing you did. But there's one last category that I'm going to close with. Then we need to have a tug of war with Stuart in it and someone. What about church community? You see, these kids are running around in our church every Sunday. Maybe you're a grandparent. Maybe you've not had kids yet. Maybe you're not going to have kids. That doesn't exclude you from being on the rope. Let's build in family church a culture that celebrates children, that celebrates young people, that does everything we can to say to children, we're not going to lock you in a room and make you colour in pictures. We're going to teach you about Jesus. When you walk around the Javalicious, the adults are going to say, what did you learn today? How are you? Come on, live for God. There's going to be a culture within what we do that says we're not waiting till our kids are 16 or 18 to introduce them to Jesus. We're going to introduce them to Jesus as soon as they can understand and teach them how to love him like we have learned to love him. I think this is a good message for our graduation Sunday. I'm not trying to condemn anyone today. I'm just saying I think we can all do better. But we've got to understand the pressure, the demand, the influence that are on this generation. Stronger, more violent, more vicious, more lustful than any generation that's been. Come on, let's join in with Jesus and see him win the tug of war for our children and our young people and our young adults. So what do you reckon, Family Church? Is that good? When you see their incredible little faces, their beautiful little lives, let's never kid ourselves that there's not an enemy. The Bible says in John 10 verse 10 that the thief comes to kill, steal, destroy. The thief, which is the devil, only has one agenda for your children. The children of Family Church. Kill, steal, destroy. Anybody want me to end with some good news? But Jesus said, I've come that they would experience life and life in all abundance. Father, today we come before you as parents and church community. We come before you as children, church workers, and we say, God, we want to help the children find you. We don't want to resist the children. We don't want to hold the children back. We don't want to be found being bodyguards, trying to keep them in a eating service. We want them to experience you as young as they can and never fall out of loving you. Holy Spirit, help us to be stirred by this message in the months that follow. I pray for parents 
that you would give them the courage to disciple their children. Give them the courage to take the time to come alongside their kids and back up what's happening on Sundays. Father, I thank you for good communication between parents and children, kids' church workers and church family. In Jesus' name, amen. One last thing, if you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus, you know me, I can't miss an opportunity. You know, Pastor Andy. Maybe you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus. And you say, I want to be pulled in his direction. I want to I come his way. We're going to pray a prayer. And I know people all around can hear this prayer. And we're just welcoming anyone to join in with us. God will heal this prayer if you're in a field or if you're in your bedroom or living room. Let's pray this together. Jesus. I think we can do better than that. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. To set me free from a broken life. That I could know a brand new life. Thank you, Jesus. I believe you're my saviour. Today I call you saviour. And I give my life to you. Amen.